You're listening to the Life Tree Church Sermon of the Week. We pray that as you hear this word, you would be encouraged and inspired as you pursue Jesus in your everyday life. Awesome. So if you have your Bible, I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 5 today, uh, verse 13 to 16. I try to be short, the message, to be like a short message. All right, so. Actually, I'm going to read from this. Um, I'm going to ask one of my friends here. Jason, would you be able to read for me verse 13 to 16? On the spot, like this. That I didn't talk before. Just. <laughs> Yes, 5, 13 to 16. Good morning. <laughs> Matthew, 5, 13. See, if you guys cannot even understand, <laughs> I'm joking. 13 to 16. 13 to 16, joking. <laughs> you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put a bowl under it. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. Thank you, Jason. Amen. When you think about this passage, I was... I like to illustrate things to be very visual. I went to Walmart. (laughs) And I asked my good friend Kelly Steeper, she's not here today. It's fancy, eh? So when I, when I think about these two elements here, Jesus talking about you are the salt of the earth. And also you are the light of the world. I have to confess to you that my first thought was not very exciting. Like, like salt <laughs> and light? This is not like two things that you actually get too excited about. Let's be honest. And I, when I think about, like, I remember the, the first time I, I asked my, my fiance, like, hey, can you, can you tell, like, an adjective, like, something to describe me, right? And she, I, I remember the first thing she told me, oh, you, you were nice. Like, <laughs> I was like, what? I was expecting, like, you were such a good man. You were, like, you know, like, handsome, strong, nice. Like, Okay, thank you. It's kind of like the same feeling I have, I have when I look to Jesus describing, I am the salt of the earth. The first thought that came to my mind is like, who gets excited about salt? Do you guys, okay, let's, let's be honest, okay. <laughs> Tell your kids, if you behave, after dinner I'm going to give you a bag of salt. 
Or just, you know, if you invite your friends to, friends invite you for a potluck, don't bring a salt bag, because <laughs> it's not going to be exciting. You're not going to be there at the party, right? Anyways, nobody really gets excited about the salt. Nobody says, well, uh, let's make a salt commercial. Have you guys watched a salt commercial <laughs> on TV? Someone promoting, like, no, because it's, although it's very simple, I get the point. The meaning, and, and, and honestly, like, the, the power of salt, when you think about that, right? And, and the only two reasons or the only two moments we think about salt or we remember salt is when there's too much or when there's none, right? So we think about the salt. And the lesson I start to think about here is the role of the salt is not to be noticed, extravagant or the main course. You don't, you don't get a, a spoon of salt. You said you like salt, but have you tried, like, have you? A spoon of salt, like? Okay. <laughs> so the role of the salt is to be there. Say, be there. Be present. Salt, something simple, so simple, so small in proportion, but significant in effect. I, I repeat it. Salt is something so simple, but significant in effect. So when Jesus is telling you are the salt of the earth, so people may not notice, they, not may, uh, they might not be aware of the presence, but they will notice. They notice the absence. Right? And here's the, uh, that was just the introduction. Now we're starting by the way, last week, I, I, I finished the message. No, last week, two weeks ago, I finished the message. I was feeling good. Oh, God came and spoke. And people were like, yeah, hey, yeah, that was good, good. And one of the youth came to me and said, yeah, I think you have to improve. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for the, the young ones because they really ground us, right? Anyways, <laughs> I would try to not use the same punchlines. <laughs> I think that's what he was saying. So uh, the problem is not the presence of the darkness. When we think about, like, we, we, we look around us, what Jesus is saying, is, that's not the problem. The problem is the absence of light. Mar Martin Luther King had this famous quote that says, I think it's on the screen, I don't know if I, I have that. The ultimate tragedy, tragedy is not the oppression and the cruelty of, by the bad people, but the silence over the good people. Right? So the kingdom, we think about the kingdom of God. God's callers called you and me to be making the difference on, on earth, to be like the salt of the earth. And when you think about salt, this is a good place for the salt. It's all together, right? It's not bad. It's preserved. It's in the box. But it's not fulfilling its call. Right? So we're talking about micro-church. We're talking about micro-expressions of the church. And it's not necessary to be... I, I'm not going to make a mess because otherwise I have to clean. But, <laughs> but does it have to be a lot of salt? Just a little bit. Just a... Right? Just a pinch. There we go. 
So when you think about the kingdom of God, when Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God, it's not a church, it's not a building, it's not, oh, sorry, the kingdom of God, it's not a building place, it's not a movement, the kingdom of God, it's not there, it's not, it's in you. Jesus is looking to his followers and he's telling, it's so cool because the Matthew chapter 5, Jesus is telling the beautitudes. And he's looking to the followers and says, you are blessed. You are so blessed. You are blessed when you're persecuted. You are blessed when you, when you're crying. You're, you are blessed. So Jesus is telling the disciples, his followers, you are blessed. You are blessed. There's so many blessings in your life. Now look to the next verse. You are the salt of the earth. All the blessings, all the, the things God is doing in your life is not to be in you. You are meant to be out. You are meant to be on earth. You are meant to be making the difference on somebody's lives. When you think about Abraham, uh, Genesis chap chapter 18 tells us the story of Abraham talking with God in this negotiation with God. So verse 22 to 23 says that Abraham came and God was, uh, God determined in his heart to destroy Sodom. Because of the weakness of the people. In Abraham, verse 22 says, um, the Abraham is, uh, verse 23 actually, approached him and said, will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep away and not spare the place for the sake of 50 righteous people in that? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be like uh, from you. So Abraham's having this conversation with you, and the Lord re replies him, If I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for the sake of them. Are you guys with me? And Abraham is continuing this negotiation with God. It's like, how, okay, how about 40? If you find 40, it's kind of weird, right? 30, 20, and then you go like to, to, to the verse 32 where Abraham says, how about 10? This is a very small number. A, a small expression. God, if you find 10 people in that city, would you preserve, say preserve, would you preserve, will you preserve the city? God says, yes. If I find a small group of 10 righteous people there, I'm going to preserve the entire city. One thing I learned about salt, and this is my first point, salt preserves. Salt preserves. The church holding back the evil in this world. Now, just imagine if we take out the entire church or the righteous people are, you know, out of the world. How would that be? Right? So the presence, your life, your life in your house, in your workplace, and again, it's not the darkness that's the problem. It's the lack of light. So let's do an exercise. If I turn it off, I don't have to do you guys can imagine. Turn, turn it off, all, turn it off, all the lights. It's going to be dark. And we can be like complaining about dark. Complaining about dark. Oh my gosh, it's dark here. It's dark there. I cannot see anything. People are getting hurt. Oh my gosh. Imagine the exercise. 
You can be complaining as much as you want, or you can just turn it on the lights. Amen? Amen? So you are the salt to preserve. So when we think about these, uh, it's very spiritual, but it's the first point for salt. Salt preserves. It's talking about intersection. It's talking about, you know, in your, your life is meaningful in the place where you are called to be. We were here praying for uh, Judah. We were praying for uh, Jeremy. We were praying for these people. We can pray for places of darkness. There is power in your life. There is power that Jesus is telling us when we position ourselves in the gap and say, Father, I, I remember the only thing that came to my mind is the Lord of the Rings scene. You shall not pass. You know, the scene, we're like placing ourselves in that, like putting ourselves in that place and say, hey, this is our city. This is our city. This is our place. God places, planted us here. Let's do this right now. Let's pray together right now. I'm not finished. <laughs> Just let's do an exercise. I want to invite you to pray for something specifically for your family we've been praying a lot this is a, just an exercise but let's pray yeah jesus we want to pray for this city raise raise your raise your voice let's let's intercede for victoria bible says that abraham was talking like if there were 10 people there are more than 10 people here there are more than 10 righteous in the city father we are your people in Victoria, we are your people in this city. We are your people in this neighborhood. Father God, you want to bless this place. We are here raising our hands. We are here, Father, praying, Jesus, have mercy on us, healing our, heal our land, Father. You can pray. You guys can lift your voice. Come on. Come on. Yes, Father, we believe, Jesus, light in this place, transformation. Yes, we want to see the city being transformed. Preserve our city. Preserve our city. Preserve the schools, Father. Pray for the schools, guys. Pray for the schools. Sometimes we're like, oh, it's, oh there's darkness. There's darkness in this, the education system. Pray for the, uh, the, the business. Yes. Hmm. We pray for Jason, Father, where he is placed. In that place, Father, may he be light in that place. Yes, Jesus, yes. We pray for our missionaries here in the city. We pray, Father God, for the church to be preserving the city in Jesus' name. It's good, right? Amen. Second thing I see about salt. I, I'm trying to be fast here, right? Second thing I see about salt is salt brings out the flavor right salt itself it's not good we could uh, we could do an exercise does anybody want to try some salt no it's not good it's not good because salt's not to be the main course right salt's to be like bringing out the flavor of the main course our calling is to be highlighting jesus it's not too much of me if I put too much of Lucas. It's going to, oh, it's too much. Hold on. But there is a part. We play a part, right? Because we bring Jesus. We bring the, the good flavor of Jesus to others. 
So you, you have this property in your life to bring, to highlight Jesus to other people. And that's so good. So guys, don't forget. Oh, computer statement. I'm back. There we go. It's coming back. You have a role to play. Jesus in you. And also, uh, another thing I see here is that you have the ability to bring the best of people, best out of people. Because you're the sound of the light, oh, sound of the world, right? So have you guys probably heard, oh, this person makes me a better, Will makes me a better person. Because he, he is, is salt in my life, right? And, and, and if you were, you're married, yeah, you, you guys can tell, yeah, my wife, my husband makes me a better person. It's salt in my life, right? The presence of Jesus can make a difference in lives around you. And the third thing about salt, I learned. And this is so cool. I was studying about salt this past, uh, actually yesterday. <laughs> salt brings healing. Ooh. You guys know that? I didn't. My goodness. I was Googling that, and I found this very reliable website called Wikipedia that tells us that salt... No, I'm joking. That was not on Wikipedia. I actually researched it, and, and I read this sentence that it's a, um, a like doctor's website, and the first sentence telling you guys can Google it is the, sal the body needs salt. When I read that, I was like... Yes, the Holy Spirit, <laughs> the body needs salt. But not too much, that's a doctor thing. But not too much or too little. Oh, but too much or too little can cause problems. Salt has, I don't know if I can say these words, antibacterial and septic properties allowing healing to take place. It also helps improve circulation. I was like, this is so awesome. I can't preach on that. Salt brings healing. Your life can bring healing to other people. Right? Okay, let's talk about light. You guys good with salt? You don't feel insulted when Jesus says, oh, you're the salt of the world? <laughs> no, I'm such a nice guy. Okay. Verse 13. <laughs> Verse 13 says... Oh, uh, no, no, sorry, sorry. You, you guys are, yes, I said that before. Lights. Lights. Verse 14. Where is the verse 14? You were the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp or put it, put it under the, a bowl. Instead, put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Again, guys, when I think about lights, I don't get too, much, too excited about light bulbs, right? We don't, how many of you guys notice we change the light bulbs in the church? You guys probably never came to say, Mike, good job. The light bulbs look so, like, seriously, they're awesome. Probably you guys never noticed the light bulbs are changing, right? You know. <laughs> but let's be honest, we don't get too excited about light bulbs, right? It's not like something we're like, wow, I got a light bulb for, like, you know, my gift was so beautiful. Although, guys, right now we have so many, like, cool light bulbs. 
I will confess to you, like back in the, I'm not that old, but I remember back in the 90s, um, light bulbs were like the same. <laughs> what? What? It's like a long time ago, right? Back in the 90s, light bulbs are all the same. They just like, doesn't matter if you buy like, it's not the first thing you think about, oh, I'm going to build a house. What kind of light bulbs I should buy for my, don't think about that, right? doesn't really matter. But today, yes, we can buy like super cool like bulbs with Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and they change. I, I, I have a confession. I bought a new light bulb, yeah, not yesterday, last week. And I can come to my house. I got on Amazon for like on a sale. And I just came to my house. I just come to my house and say, hey, turn on the lights. And like, boo. It was like super cool. But anyways, the purpose of the light bulb doesn't change. Like what's the purpose of the light? It's to shine, it's to replace darkness. So it doesn't matter if you were a beautiful chandelier or if you were just a simple light bulb like me, a nice guy. <laughs> doesn't really matter. Your purpose is to shine. Is to shine, right? So Jesus is telling us it's not to be hidden. You are called to shine. Tell someone around you like you're called to shine. Yes. And, and, and you don't have to do much. You know? You don't have to force anything. It's just, just be there. Just be there for someone. Just be there to replace darkness. Right? I, I remember this. I will tell you a, a story. I actually heard this story. Uh, once there was a, a, mich- a guy who was called to be a missionary. And God called him to to go to this very far away place. And, and he sold all his belongings. Um, and he traveled to this place. Once he got there, the former missionaries, they were there before. They told him, well, we, we are about to leave this place. Because we are not allowed to preach. This is many, many years ago. You're, we are not allowed to preach gos- the gospel here uh, openly. But you are welcome to stay. And this guy, he was like, well, I sold everything. I came to this place. I'm going to stay here. And I'm going to invest my whole life to, to serve these people well, to love them well. And I don't know if you remember, a few uh, weeks ago I was preaching about this, like, what do you do? What, what, what do you have? And this guy, the only thing he could do was digging wells. So he spent his entire life digging wells and loving those people, even though he could not preach the gospel. He was just serving and loving. And at and, and the end of his life, all the community loved him so much. He wrote a letter. He said, okay, on my gravestone, I, I want to ask you guys to write down on my gravestone, I try to live like Jesus. And even though those people didn't know Jesus, they didn't know, they, they wrote down this. Years passed, and a group of missionaries came when was allowed to preach the gospel. The laws changed it. And this group of missionaries, they are preaching the gospel. They were sharing the gospel with that community. And when they asked it, who here wants to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? For their surprise, the entire city, the whole community said yes. And the missionaries were like, I, we've never seen such a thing. And one of them, they, they, they came to the, one of the elders of the community and say, have you guys heard about the gospel? Have you guys heard about Jesus? They said, well, we never heard about the gospel, but I want to show you something. So this elder took him to the them to the graveyard and explain the story. 
He said, we never heard about the gospel, but we met a guy who tried to live like Jesus. And that's why everybody responded. So we just have to be there. There's this famous quote, and probably you guys heard this many times. Preach the gospel at all times. And if necessary, use words. And, and I'm not saying you don't have to preach. The, I'm not saying, no. I'm telling you, be the gospel. Be the light. Jesus said, I am the light of the words. But then he looks to the disciples and says, you are the light of the words. So what Jesus is saying is, when I am new, my presence in you can shine and can make difference, the difference in people's lives. Amen? I'm going to go here to the end. So when you think about light, there are three things I, I learn with light. Light brings clarity, brings revelation. Lights bring revelation. I was blind, but now I can see so we hear stories over and over. And again, guys, a light, inside a, a light inside a box doesn't do any good. It's good to be here. But God's calling you to be out. God's calling to you to be out. And that's the challenge we are. Like, you can bring revelation to someone. You can bring clarity to someone. The second thing about light, light brings direction. And understanding. The Bible tells us that your word is lamp to my feet, a light to my path. So where you can be a light to someone. Think about the situation of darkness right now. What comes to your mind? One of the expressions of church is missions. We were talking about a few like weeks ago, Caleb introduced the topic. To be a church, we, we, we need to have a community of people who worship Jesus together and who are embracing the mission of God. This is church. So God's calling you to go out. And maybe you're like, oh, I'm too afraid. I don't know what to do. You just have to be the light. Just let Jesus shine through your life. And the third and last thing, don't say amen. The light allows us to experience real community. The Bible tells us in 1 John 1, 7, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his sons, son purifies us from all sin. So Jesus is calling us to walk in a real community. Perhaps you're coming here for the first time. Perhaps you were watching me there. You're like, I don't feel connected. God's calling you to be connected. And the only way I can really connect it is in the light. Walking in the light. Amen? That was it? I hope you guys <laughs> have a good day. I hope you guys have a good Sunday. Let's pray. Does anybody want to say something? No? Let's pray. So, Father, thank you so much for your presence. For calling us to walk with you, Jesus. In such a beautiful way. We, 
we know that we don't have to do much. We just have to be there. And just let your presence, your light shine through us, Father God. So we allow your Holy Spirit to be salt in, uh, in, in, through our lives, in other people's lives, in our communities, Jesus, in Victoria, and all around the world, where you want to bring us, Father. And we allow you to shine through our lives. Not our lights, but your lights. So we ask you, Holy Spirit, to shine, to burn in every single one here in our hearts, Jesus. Father, there are communities, people asking for, for Jesus, even though they don't know. And there are lights here. There are like light bulbs here. People live in the dark. And they're like, please help us. So, Father, as you did with Isaiah, do with us, Father. Bring this calling to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. I hope you guys have an awesome week. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Life Tree Church Sermon of the Week. At Life Tree, we are a family all about declaring and displaying Jesus to transform lives and benefit our city. If you'd like to find out more about Lifetree, you can find us online at lifetree.ca.